0: We venture into tour land for episode 94 with podcaster Blakey. Lydia Ko made a costly mistake that could have easily been avoided. Sam Burns was hoping for free relief from a reveted bunker face at the Scottish Open. There was a non-event regarding Rory McIlroy at the Open Championship, but we look at your unplayable options for those tough pot bunkers. And of course we have the GRQ OTW. So whether you're in your car or going for a walk, enjoy episode 94 of the Golf Rules Questions podcast. Golf is a test of character before it is a test of skill, and playing by the rules of golf will definitely test your character. Hey everyone, welcome to the Golf Rules Questions podcast episode 94. I'm here, I'm Blakey, and Stuart's also here or as known widely known now since about episode 83, podcast McPhee. Uh, How are you, podcast?
1: I'm very well, thank you. David, how are you? Uh, Good. (laughs)
0: David. (laughs) Who is David? (laughs) There's there's too many. Just for everyone's reference, there are too many Davids in this world, uh, hence why I like to be called Blakey. There's only a couple of them. So moving on. GRQ, OTW, we've got a fair, fair bit to talk about uh, in the podcast 94. Uh, there's a. What is it? It's mainly from the tour, so we haven't really done one of these for a while. So uh, we'll get into our GRQ, OTW of 93 answer. What was the question, please, podcast? GRQ,
1: OTW from episode 93. Fraser and Ross are partners in a four-ball match against Blakey and Stewart. Fraser's ball is on the putting green, 10 metres from the hole. Ross's ball is six metres from the hole on a very similar line to his partner's. To help with his own upcoming putt, Ross stands behind Fraser on an extension of the line of his putt while Fraser putts, but he does stand off the putting green. As soon as Fraser putts, Blakey says, thanks guys, we just won that hole. Ross was standing in the restricted area. Fraser doesn't agree and calls in a referee. What is the ruling?
0: Well, Blakey's made a mistake there. There is no penalty, but it would be funny for uh, Blakey and Stewart if the other two had no idea of the actual ruling and they accepted the claim and moved on to the next hole, thinking that Blakey knows everything. Well, he hasn't quite got it right in this instance uh, under Rule 23.8 because it's a four-ball Uh, Ross does get a penalty he is the person standing in the restricted space trying to gain some knowledge for his next stroke Fraser does not get any penalty so Fraser will uh, Fraser's score will count Ross gets a general penalty which is loss a hole in match play so his score will not count Uh, but Fraser could still win or half the hole Uh, so Blakey needs to go back to the drawing board and and uh, learn rule 23.8 before he starts mouthing off. But if he did uh, do some gamesmanship there and try and pull one over the boys, um, it would be interesting to see. It can happen. It's not in the spirit of cricket, I mean, spirit of golf. And, uh, you know, but it, it could happen if someone made a claim, an incorrect claim based on rules that they were shouting out and then the other opponents or the opponents uh, decided not to dispute that accepted it and moved on um that that has happened can happen is that right podcast
1: yeah so just to clarify so Ross gets the general penalty which means he effectively as you say he's out out of the hole but Fraser can continue to to represent his uh his side for that hole and he's effectively one against two other players trying to win that hole um yeah so fraser continues with no penalty funny you should say that about about trying to pull the wool over someone like you could imagine someone maybe your age my age playing against a 18 year old 20 year old and that older person with some authority and confidence going hey that's lost a hole you can't do that that's my hole and the kid going oh
0: okay
1: okay you sounded very confident um okay let's go to the next tee you can't yeah, tell me that
0: that hasn't happened a few times. It's definitely happened. I mean, when you were learning the game of golf and learning the rules, did you find that the people that you played with, whoever shouted the loudest, was the one that you listened yeah. to the most?
1: I remember saying that in that first episode you and I did, that first interview that I did, that was like, I got three different answers. And it was like, yeah, whoever sounded the most confident became even more confident because the other two weren't so confident in there, even though all three of them could have been wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like who
1: who pounds their fist on the desk hardest you know
0: the uh, Dunning Kruger effect as well I <laughs> know oh, so, you like that one oh, I love that one It's <laughs> it applies to golf rules so much
1: oh, Jesus.
0: so uh, yeah I mean uh, we we can all get tricked by it but uh, it's always best to do your own research and, and find out and if you are making a claim go okay or if they are making a claim okay we'll continue out our play so Fraser obviously continues his play, Ross continues his play, and you're making a claim. We'll ask the committee when we see them and they can determine uh, what the actual scores for the whole were. And um, we know
1: we know you're um, you've been doing this a long time, but we do like to be technically correct. And under rule 20.1b two, we request a ruling as opposed to making a claim. I just thought uh, sort I'd of throw that
0: in there. See, it was funny because I was gonna say to you. I got it right. I said the right phrase, making a claim, but thinking that request a ruling was the right was the uh, the old one. Yeah, was the old one. I was like, I've got it right now, but obviously, I've totally uh, got it wrong. Request for request the ruling. Yeah. Well, mate, I'm request still for a say, ruling. I'm still making a claim, uh, but <laughs> the making a claim, requesting a ruling, doesn't actually. This is a really important point. Doesn't actually stop you from playing your next shot if you wish to if uh, opponents have requested a ruling that doesn't mean that you can have to go to the next tee you can do what you want to do and if you're wrong uh it will be found out later but if you think that you're right you just keep playing the way you're playing and then it will be found out later
1: i think the request a ruling or making a claim just puts an asterisk against the result of that hole doesn't sort of hasn't been really decided yet unless of course you know someone else does something wrong or uh the person who's requesting a ruling wins a hole anyway you know by having three strokes to seven or something and it sort of makes that request um uh, not valid or not applicable anymore but
0: yeah well, it wouldn't it wouldn't mean much if you won the hole and then you request no, anyway, a ruling to win of the course hole. yeah <laughs> unless the committee then took it up and told you that you'd actually lost the hole in both cases, <laughs> I'll mention that, yeah, that backfiring be, completely the, on the you. old, the old backfire. I would love to hear that one. it a good clubland story. Now talking about match play, unfortunately, uh, a, the WGC match play, the Dell match play, uh, as it stands, won't be happening next year, which is, um, yeah, a bit gutting. Uh, I know that they were thinking about trying to make some other kind of match play with the LPGA, but. Um, whether that gets up or not, uh, we, we just have to wait and see. Uh, but th- that's a really good tournament that uh, Dell match play, and and to not just to have just to have so much stroke play on in the calendar is a bit, um, yeah, it, it's a bit annoying. It's it's not very not as entertaining as as what match play can be.
1: Well, I was just going to make the point that surely there must be a lot of players who look forward to something like that the fact that it is different and not 72 holes stroke.
0: Yeah. And it's more about the challenge of playing against another person and playing against their, their strokes and, and, you know, how they endear themselves on each hole um, rather than just, okay, who shot the best score for 72 holes. I mean, that can get a little bit boring. So, (laughs) uh, you know, there are still amateur match play events out there that we can watch and, Obviously, the Ryder Cup and the Presidents Cup, you know, are are pretty good in their teams match play, which we love. There's the live thing at uh, Darrell for their Solheim Cup coming up shortly. Their year ender, Um, yeah, Solheim Cup. So there is some match play out there still, but not as much as I would prefer as as a spectator. Right, talking about Solheim Cup. No, she's not in the Solheim Cup because she represents New Zealand. Uh, Lydia Coe, did you see the recent uh, rules and Brulio uh, with Lydia Coe? I did and before we get to it can I just ask a
1: question? Does a professional player feel embarrassed by that? Uh, Or or just hold on to that question and we'll answer it at the end when we consider the number of strokes added to her score?
0: Is that the same as uh, him? Yeah, maybe she just wanted to be disqualified for that but is that the same as not signing your card, forgetting to sign your card? Um, what about, you know, I I have it not on good authority. I think that they are going towards a way where, you know, in club golf you get, you do your scoring on mobile phone now. And I'd say that they'll go to that for professionals as well, um, you know, within the next few years. Does it have, you, know, you can still do a scribble on the screen to, do your signature but what about just a photo like you know you you've shot 66 and you just take a selfie to show that that's your like signature and you're like happy and then someone shoots 86 and they're like you know that would be pretty funny wouldn't it like you know you take a selfie um as a signature with a thumbs up or yeah two fingers or something and yeah well two fingers V for victory. So um, that would actually be instead of actually a little scribble, but you just, you just, you can do a digital photo signature.
1: I'll tell you what, I reckon uh, scorecards, physical scorecards will hang around for many years to come. I just think traditional events that have been around, for example, 151 iterations, as an example currently, um, you can't tell me they're going to ditch the physical scorecard anytime soon.
0: Yeah, that's what club golfers said about their scorecards as well. So, but COVID helped. Who, that. who knows? Who knows? Mm. Um, you know, there, there's the the speed at which the score gets in, um, and the accuracy uh, with the digital. And you are the one that's put the score in, rather than someone then types it in and all that type of stuff. Um, would definitely help. The less people, yes, human sweet. We can have involved in that whole process, sure. Uh, but then uh, I actually just saw a situation. Um, the Monday qualifier Twitter account just posted a story yesterday about a guy that shot three under, and then and then he uh, he just needed par on this in the second round. He just needed par, and this was playing on the PGA Tour of Canada. He just needed par to uh, make the cut. And he had a double bogey because he hit it in the water. And then he signed for, he he's said he had a seven. Or oh, no, it had a seven. Everyone thought he had a seven. He had a seven, yes. He's uh, hit it in the water, taking a penalty drop, didn't get up and down. So he ended up making seven. Um, at the scoring hut, you know, they've okay. You had this. You had this. Everyone was happy. He just said, "Oh, can I have a look at my card?" Changed it, erased the seven from, put down a five. The other two uh, players were having lunch. Looked up at the score and said, "Oh, how come he shot three under?" Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was three under. He was. He had that double bogey at last. He he only he was only one under for the tournament, and went through the whole process. Of finding out that he was claiming out a five, and uh, just before they pretty much found out, um, he withdrew. No, <laughs> so you know that's that I can I can't understand it because that's cheating and I hate it. Um, so he should really be banned for at least six months, if not. there longer. must be more to that story uh yeah i'll send it to you um yeah monday q twitter account but and we, uh, he, we have to I, sorry you going yeah well he you know we. i just want to say that cheating is just it's just a horrible thing you you're know? a big fan yeah it, it does, uh, we don't need it in the game you know if if you didn't score the score that you if you didn't shoot the score that you wanted to have well get out and practice and, and try try again next week.
1: Especially at that level. Um we have digressed
0: massively because we were talking about Lydia Co. Yeah. So what, what did she get up to? Lydia um it was in the final round and yeah, a lot of people so what happened was Lydia played preferred lies on three holes where she moved her ball um, to a different spot within scorecard length or hand span or whatever it was um, on the LPGA uh, local rules for that day and and played it from the wrong place. So that's a wrong place penalty, no serious breach, two shots each time. And then on the 11th hole, she moved it, but then she called in a referee and who told her that it wasn't applicable on the 11th hole. And so she moved it back and played it from the right place it's still got the penalty under rule 9.4 now the local rules had preferred lies in place only only on holes one and ten for that day so she's taken preferred lies on three five and nine or something and uh when she was not allowed to take a preferred lie and got a seven-shot penalty. So three times two-shot two, two shot penalties for the wrong place and then the one-shot penalty under 9.4. And, you know, there were a few comments uh, when we posted this one saying, oh, well, that's done by the LPGA. If It should be preferred lies on every hole, not just a select few. And, look, I agree with that. I think that there... You don't want to trap a player. Um, I get that. Uh, But there still needs to be that option where, you know, if you have 16 perfect holes on the golf course and you've just got two waterlogged ones, do you go all just for those two, or do you go none just for those two? And I don't see it. I really like whilst I don't like that you're selecting holes at the same time, it's still an option for the committee and I'm not, 100 against it I, I still like the option that the committee has that they can play preferred lies on selected holes and i don't see how the player doesn't take pretty much all of the blame here by not reading the local rules if the local rules were confusing difficult to read i understand but how hard is it to just read, okay, I've only got preferred lies on hole one and 10 today?
1: So at the TPS Murray River event earlier this year that I was at at Coburn uh, the first two days, one hole. The fourth hole had preferred lies, just a bit more of a low point, a lot of rain, just really bad condition. But none of the other holes warranted it. It was just that one hole that it was really quite appropriate to have it on. And, of course, on the teeing area was a piece of paper laminated on the on the ground saying... Hey players, you got preferred lies. I'm closely moaned just for this hole, just as a reminder to them.
0: Yeah, I uh, I see that as a as a good way to do it. Um, I would hate for that option not to be available to the committee. And if you make it clear enough to the players, uh, I don't see what the issue is. So and then it was
1: lifted for days three and four. It wasn't in place and because yeah. it improved.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, the sun had come out and baked it a little bit. So. Mm. Yeah, to me, 100% it is the player's fault for uh, not reading and not getting the information that uh, they needed in that case and made the made the blunder and they'll be better for it, obviously. And, you know, I love that player, Lydia, great player, New Zealander. But at the same time, you know, read the local rules.
1: What's a, what's a caddy doing while their players practice partying for 20 minutes? Could the caddy just uh, grab whatever...
0: Thinking about how much money they're making.
1: Maybe. Grabbing a few bananas for the bag, another bottle of water.
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually think that a caddy who knows the rules of golf are worth their weight in gold. You know, then you can let the player just go and do whatever they need to do and you just, you're there. Like a, you know, like a dad with their toddler. The toddler has, you know, can just run ahead and do what they want, but when you see that there's some danger, you run over there and you you make them think twice about making that that decision. That's how I see a, a caddy with a player.
1: It's a tough penalty though, isn't it? But it's the absolute 100% correct penalty. But for her to move it, you know, her ball 30 centimeters to the left or right three times, and then cop six strokes as a result on those three holes.
0: Yeah, I mean there'd be a lot of people that f- would yell out and say, it shouldn't even be a penalty. You know, it was literally two inches or three inches. Maybe one
1: stroke, not two, you know, something. It's not worth two two strokes each time.
0: Well, I feel like it is, you know, who knows what that the advantage of that uh, placing it in a different spot. And we get to clean it for one, and obviously. And to clean it as well. And place it, yeah. And not Right, so we had another, we had a different situation happen last week at the Scottish Open. Uh, Sam Burns, did you see this one, Stuart?
1: I certainly did. I think this was quite well covered, widely spoken about.
0: Yeah, because they had um, they had a couple of referees got involved, and one referee was saying that he wasn't familiar with these kinds of bunkers, which is fair enough. They're mainly in that UK area. Um, where it's a riveted face. So it's stacked turf uh, around the bunker and it makes it very steep face. And you see him at uh, Royal Liverpool uh, this week as well for the Open Championship. And the players played it and hit it straight into the riveted face and it's not stayed there. It hasn't come to rest. It's not embedded in the face. It's popped out an inch Back behind the mark, the pitch mark and then they're trying to work out whether the player gets relief from the seams of cut turf and obviously a riveted face is that's exactly what they are, the seams of cut turf Um, he didn't have any interference to his swing with that uh, seam of cut turf there was a seam of cut turf on the top of the bunker which it it, it, that baffled me a little bit i could understand it but i was like well it's the same you know same sods that make up the the face or the bunker but they were saying like if the horizontal ones you wouldn't get relief from but the ones on top of the sod uh, we possibly could give you relief from them i probably for for uh consistency's sake i wish that they sort of hadn't said that. It was just okay, these are all part of this bunker, riveted face, stacked turf. There's no free relief from any of these scenes. Um, but it would have been interesting to see if someone had tried to get relief from one of those scenes. How many referees at the Open Championship, do you think, roughly? Uh, For the nearest team, because we know there's a lot. 85?
1: It's a lot, isn't it? How many are not from the United Kingdom? Uh, roughly. Oh, 60? A lot, right? They're yeah. invited from different areas, including Australia, yeah, to be a part of that and um, for the experience and contribute. And we know, well, you've told me this, that like every group has a walking referee with them. Uh, so there's a lot there. So you can imagine um, a referee from some other country who's never come across that before and just for a split second being a little bit confused, thinking, I've never seen a bunker like this. Yeah. Like, wow, this is actually, this is throwing me for a second. And unfortunately for them, it's a big event. There's a camera right there recording, you know, listening, broadcasting everything. But you can understand that, oh, I'm not really sure actually. And I, and I want to be sure, but I'm not 100% sure.
0: Yeah, there's no issue with uh, the referee being unsure and getting on the radio. That's what the radio is for. That's what the other members of the committee are for to help out. He, he did cop their referee, cop a, uh, you know, a little bit of stuff of slack from the uninitiated public saying I oh, should have known his stuff well it's it's yeah, it's not necessarily um you know there are situations that we as referees don't perfectly know everything um I thought he did a pretty good job but uh, the other referee came in who had more of, uh, more knowledge and experience about it and just said no there's no relief from that one um, and that was that was at the Scottish Open last week. Yeah. Now talking about the Open Championship, which is on right now. Uh, this was uh, this wasn't even a thing, but to, <laughs> p- people like to beat the, these issues up, you know, because they take a stand on one side or the other. You know, you you either live golf or you're the PGA, which is. Which is just ridiculous. But uh, someone tried to say that uh, Rory McIlroy's caddy was standing in the restricted area um, for his second bunker shot on the first day, uh, out of the out of that bunker on the 18th. Um, there's footage, and, and it is you know it is a little bit tricky to see whether he is actually in that restricted area, which is the line of play back. Behind on the line of play, similar to your GRQOTW question, um, but you know is or is it sort of where his shoulders are sort of aiming, or is it where his club face is aiming? Uh, or you know is it all in his mind as to what his direction of play is? Because um, you don't, you know, with a shot like that, you don't necessarily know exactly where it's going to come off. Uh, but I from what i saw in the photo and the overhead i thought that they were reaching at straws i'm not sure if you saw uh,
1: yeah, something
0: that uh, didn't uh, sit well with you or not
1: no so we know we know that's rule 10.2b4 um and we also know that it's not automatic guarantee you know an automatic penalty in fact the last sentence or well, not the last one um, towards the end of that section says there is no penalty if the caddy was inadvertently standing in the restricted area. So the caddy just happened to be doing something else, um, putting a banana in a different pocket, grabbing a water, checking the phone, um, and not assisting the player by helping with aiming, then it's not, as I say, it's not automatically a penalty. So, but if if the caddy was doing all those things and assisting the player by helping with aiming and the like, then, yeah, that's that's what the rule is there for.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that, uh, as you said on that, second last paragraph um you know the, the one of the first paragraphs it says deliberately correct um deliberately aiming or deliberately helping the player other than aiming i mean you could deliberately be standing there um and deliberately cleaning your fingernails yep. without any understanding of what's going on and certainly not assisting the player with their aim no and uh if you're doing that then um there yeah, there is no issue there either. And the
1: referee, if there was an issue, another player called them in, you'd go over and say, you realise you're standing behind the and they go, Oh, sorry, didn't even think about that. What if yeah. that was their immediate response, well I was cleaning my fingernails.
0: Or hopefully <laughs> reading the local rules. <laughs> even even though it was the last hole of the day, second last right. shot. Yeah. But uh,
1: yeah. better so, luck like than never.
0: So I posted. I got a few people asking. So uh, we obviously had that situation from the PGA haters or the Rory haters, um, which was a nothing situation. And but others were actually asking, well, what what were his options from the bunker if he didn't want to play it as it lies? And so I posted a picture of uh, what was in the book under Rule nineteen point three. Um, so his ball is in the bunker it doesn't matter where it is in the bunker It it's un, it's deten- determined to be unplayable by the player and you can go back to your last place or your previous place played that could be you know 250 meters away with the three wood it could be on the tee uh, it could be in the bunker because you've already had and as we said the Rory's first shot was actually against the edge he hit it and he was still in the bunker so if he'd taken penalty relief, unplayable relief, for the second time, his previous place was still in the bunker. So it would have been not, not very good options there. But your previous place played. Uh, second option is back online, staying inside the bunker. This is These are both for one-shot penalty. Third option, within two club links, it's called lateral relief, staying in the bunker, one-shot penalty or, and this one was bought in in 2019, back on the line outside the bunker for a two-shot penalty, okay? Um, So I posted that on Instagram, and then we've uh, we've also done some quiz questions on that one too. Uh, It's not, the two-shot penalty is quite a big penalty, so not many people are going to choose that option. It's not a popular option, for, let's say, confident people of getting, people are confident of getting out of the bunker. When That's you say not, back
1: on the line, how do you, what, what is the line? How do you determine what the line is?
0: Yeah, uh, from the flag stick, so where the hole is, as long as the flagstick's in the hole, from the hole back through where the ball was lying and then back behind that on a straight line um, behind the ball. And obviously, if it's in the bunker, if you're dropping in the bunker, it's a one-shot penalty. If you're dropping outside the bunker, it's a two-shot penalty. The only two-shot penalty in match play.
1: The interesting, the, the two two of the options you mentioned in for unplayable was one is a one-club length relief area, the other one's two-club lengths. So if you've got a previous place played in the bunker, you've actually only got a one-club length relief area. But if you're taking lateral from where it actually now lies, you've actually got two-club lengths
0: to come back. Yeah, and that's a... Semicircle as long as it's right. still within the bunker, because yep. if you're at the edge, it could yes. be part of a semicircle. And then for the back on the line, you drop it on the line, and it can roll up to one club length in a full circle. Okay, so it can roll closer to the hole. Uh, just it's just not allowed to go outside of one club length. And you've got to drop it right on the line. Uh, yes, you've got to drop it on where you think the line is yep estimate it reasonable judgment so that's the uh taken unplayable from the bunker now one more situation it's an old situation and i just only recently got around to uploading a video uh was the ricky fowler situation from the 2018 waste management phoenix open Or was it the 2019? Anyway, the one that he won. And he was playing well, leading by five shots. 11th hole. You can go and see the video. It's up there now. Hopefully the audio is not too quiet. Um, But he was... I've posted this video before when it actually happened, just to explain what happened. But now, if that situation happened again today, it would be slightly different. So... He ended up with a it was a par four. I think I said it was a par five, but it was a par four, and he ended up with a seven through a triple bogey. But if it happened today, he'd only end up with a six. He was two in front of the green, so he's chipping on. It rolled out the back, went in the penalty area, so that's three shots, took a penalty drop, that's four shots. And then what happened was it rolled into it rolled from the general area where he'd placed it after taking that relief back into the penalty area. And that was an extra one shot to take further relief. <clears throat> but because it rolled from general area to penalty area, 2023, they up or included an exception, another exception under rule 9.3. Uh, if your ball after taking relief rolls from one area of the course to another area of the course, you just replace the ball on, the, on that Including spot. out of bounds. Uh, including out of bounds. So you just replace the ball on that spot. Uh, just to
1: clarify, so he's initially taken relief from the penalty area, and I think you were hinting at he's actually dropped twice and then had to place it in the general area.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a, the, such a slope that the ball was slope, not, yeah. not coming so the, to rest.
1: The ball is now in play, sitting on quite wet grass, because it was raining, quite wet grass, in play, he's walked away wondering, right, what am I going to do now? I'm going to chip it on. He's wiping his, and then the ball happens to roll back into the penalty area again.
0: Yeah, and uh, and so he got that penalty, which brought his score to five. He hit this uh, hit the shot onto the green and then hold like a twenty five footer for uh, for a twenty five footer one putt for a seven. Now now the rules changed so that he wouldn't get that extra penalty. Because it's moved from the general area to the penalty area, so it would just be a six. He ended up winning, thankfully, um, but uh, it was it was a bit of consternation at the time, or caused a bit of consternation. If he'd end up losing from by one shot because of that, um, I think someone' ha- someone's house would have burned down. <laughs> so the video, I've put, posted the video, so you can go and check it out. Um, but that's uh, that is an old situation but it's just that i got the video up this week and so you can uh, and it's
1: doing very well a lot of views
0: yeah um views comments it's an interesting situation and, and one that uh just like the billy horschel one you know they changed that one after billy did that uh the thing the wind blew it into the water and then this was a further this was a further um exception change or introduced exception on because that billy horschel one was on the green and then they'd sort of not forgotten they just didn't think it would happen that much and then it ended up happening um to ricky in the general area um and he's not the only one that's happened to i've seen uh, thorborn olsen it's happened to him as well um so it's it's not the only situation that caused the rule to change uh, but it was because he was leading PGA Tour, the waste management of all uh, tournaments at the time, it was a um, the, the most prominent one. Uh, now, I'm sure there's going to be some other sort of. I mean, there's pretty clean course at uh, Royal Liverpool, but I'm sure there'll be uh, some other situations that uh, that we'll get to um, possibly after round four. The only other one we sort of talk about is probably the fact that there's internal out-of-bounds. A lot of people don't like internal out-of-bounds. I, for one, like internal out-of-bounds. I think, again, similar to Lydia Coe thing, it gives the committee options uh, to say, hey, you have to play the hole this way. We've designed this hole. Now, I was looking at um, uh, another Twitter feed, Society of Golf Historians, which is really interesting. And when when we go through the majors... Um, he posts a lot of stuff about you know history of the majors uh, history of the majors and history of that location if they'd played there before and stuff like that um and it's really interesting to to look through and that internal out of bounds at Royal Liverpool's been there for yonks it, it wasn't just coming this year it's been there it's the club has it like that for forever and it's a part of the course that they just say okay you're not allowed to go over there Um, so it's not it's nothing new to the open championship is it on the third hole uh, third and the 16th i think
1: right and i believe the third hole is actually
0: normally the first hole at the club right yeah that makes sense Mm. that makes sense uh so yeah so internal out of bounds they've got one and uh i you know i'm looking at a tournament at the moment um that the course has internal out of bounds and we're probably going to keep it that way we you know, it it takes people away from how the court, how the holes design. Now, you know, there are times when a shortcut is fine, but uh, if it if it's definitely a safety thing, uh, then we don't want to we don't want to have that. You know, we don't want to see that happen if it uh, brings other people's health and safety into you know into uh, yeah. question. And, you know it, it's a risk for those people walking up another hole without knowing that there's bulls bombarding towards them um, then we definitely want to implement it so uh, again just good options having internal out of bounds that uh, a course or a, a competition can adopt.
1: As you say just the, another tool the committee has in their back pocket they can use if they need to.
0: Oh, you should have said that about two minutes ago I was looking for that <laughs> word good tool yeah <laughs> Right. Uh, that's episode 94, GRQ OTW, episode 94 podcast. Take it away. Uh,
1: GRQ OTW for episode 94. You and I have spoken about this uh, previously, and it was so funny you're talking about unplayables in bunkers because that's what I've written up for today. Ross is playing at Wombat Hills, and his tee shot comes to rest in the only pot bunker on the course, right up against the face. He decides to take unplayable ball relief and drop outside the bunker. He goes back on the line about five metres behind the bunker and drops correctly. Andy, the average golfer, reminds Ross that the club has not adopted the local rule allowing outside the bunker unplayable relief and then heats the drop inside the bunker. Disappointed, Ross picks up his ball to correct the mistake and drops within the bunker. He takes four more shots to hole out what is his score for the hole? Wow.
0: How how loud was Andy yelling this this uh advice?
1: Well, obviously not loud enough for Ross's uh, liking. I think Ross would have liked to have said it thirty seconds earlier when he was walking outside the bunker before he dropped the ball.
0: Well, he was he was pretty like Andy was pretty He was adamant. pretty confident. He yeah, was he's pretty, pretty confident.
1: confident. He knows the rules pretty well, Andy. You'd think. And so, Ross is going, oh yeah, no, i i thought that was the case, and oh yeah, I've made a mistake. I better go and drop it back in the
0: bunker. It's, uh, let's let's uh, let's give get your answers in there. Um, we've been getting a few answers. David Grieve gave us an answer for that uh, twenty three point eight. Uh, the OTW as did your other mate uh, ninety three. I'm going to get uh, the country
1: wrong in Europe, so I did not say it. to uh, make the grant
0: And then he yeah, so he got that one right and uh and ruin too yeah um david's not too happy that i call you podcast he prefers to that your name is Stuart. i mean wow. it is Stuart. Fair but you know <laughs> podcast just just rolls off the tongue thank you
1: david bad david not you
0: well i mean my my dad's called Stuart, so you know it's just easier to just call you give you a nickname <laughs> but and yeah there we go david grieve you know That's why Blakey suits me.
1: As you say, a fan of the podcast and we like having fans and friends of the podcast and
0: making a contribution. We do, we do. So thank you. Absolutely. They can listen to us waffle on. So we were going to do a lot of Clubland stories and we've got a lot to uh, go through too. So we will get that. But just with these tour situations that happened in the last week or so, uh, I thought we'd... Go through those, cruise through those and uh, give some people some information about what's happened recently on tour. Uh, With that, uh, have you signed up for the drop zone? I hope you have. And uh, more importantly, have you got your friends and families to sign up to the drop zone? Uh, Some good rules quizzes in there, questions, rules tips, uh, good videos to watch on rules situations. um, So get them onto that. Other than that, thank you everyone for listening to episode 94 and uh, we'll catch you next time. Without rules, there is chaos.